catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! Good evening and welcome to All Things Sky Blue Game Preview uh, on Boxing Day. Uh, so Merry Christmas to everybody uh, that's listening to this. Um, we are playing Sheffield Wednesday uh, at the Sh uh, CBS Arena. Uh, so I will be joined in a minute by James from the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, but as always, uh, I'm joined by Mark. Good evening, Mark. You OK? Yeah, hi, Stuart. Hi, everyone. Yep, good, thank you. Good, good, good. And we'll bring in James. Hiya, James. You okay? Yeah, all good. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me on. I do appreciate it. No, thank you for coming on. Thank you for, uh, for taking the time out and, uh, and joining us. Uh, obviously, we are playing an unboxing day uh, and we both have a game in between this. So obviously, some of the things that we might be talking about in terms of players, you know, might be suspended or might have got injured. Um, obviously, in the in the next game, we've got Sunderland away, and I believe you've got uh, Cardiff at home, haven't you? That's right. Yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff at home. Uh, another home fixture. I need to get some much earned points really on the board. I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, as you can see, that's scrolling down the bottom. Uh, this is where you can find it, all things Sky Blue on Facebook, X, TikTok, YouTube. We are on Spotify. Uh, iTunes and everywhere else that you can get your uh, pods from. Uh, please go and like and subscribe everything that we do. It would be much appreciated. We're also partnered with the Anecdote Sports Bar at the CBS Arena, and we are sponsored by Right Steel Fabrication Works that can do your uh, steel fabrication up and down the country, but mainly in sort of the Coventry, Warwickshire uh, area. So that's my bits. James, if you can just tell us a little bit about what you guys do uh, on your pod and where we can find you. Yeah, so there's four of us, myself, Liam, Jack, and... Uh, sorry, <laughs> myself, Liam, Jack, and um, and Lewis. I forgot his name there. So, wow. <laughs> that's, that's bad, that, isn't it? So, um, no, myself, Liam, Jack, and Lewis uh, on the podcast. Every week, uh, Sunday night we record. It goes out on a, on a Monday where we uh, yeah, just talk about the match from uh, from the sat from Saturday. It's primarily an audio podcast. However, we have ventured into the world of YouTube as well, so uh, you can uh, you can listen and watch watch us now as well, which uh, is always nice. So yeah, we um, we're just honest people, really. We just say how it is. You know, we don't sit on the fence. And uh, and yeah, every Monday you can listen to us. Obviously, over the festive period, it might be a little bit different. But if we get a win against you boys, I'm sure. We'll be itching to talk about it. Um, I'm sure you, can, you will. Yeah, you, you can see there on the screen at WTID pod across all the socials and just search for the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So, um, as we were mentioning a little bit uh, off screen, uh, we'll go into a little bit of history. It's been a while since I think we've met you guys. You might know uh, the exact date or Mark might be able to know the exact date. Uh, on when we last played you. But 
Um, I think the last five between us uh, has been two wins, two uh, sorry, two wins, two losses each, uh, and one draw in between. And I think that's the one that you were talking about a minute ago, wasn't it? Uh, um, at the yeah. Arena. Yeah, I mean, um, we haven't beat you at your place since 1995. So at the at the now CBS Arena, as it's called, uh, yeah, we've never beat you there. Um, obviously, the last time we played, you wasn't even there, was you? You was at St. Andrews. That's uh, right, when, yeah. When you beat us in, during COVID when there was no fans. So, yeah, it has been a long time. I think 2010, 2011 was the last time that we that we travelled to your place. So I was thinking that as well earlier. I was like, are we... we Coventry, not a team that we've played a while, no, for a while. And obviously that rings true when you look at the the stats as well. So yeah, not a very um, not a very not a fixture that we look uh, forward to fondly anyway. Yeah, and uh, and obviously looking looking at that to the uh, the home fixture, especially because obviously we are at home at the CBS Arena. Um history would show as well that apart from one draw, it's normally been the home side that has taken the advantage. Um, but how, how's your away form been recently? Um, rubbish, really. Um, to be, we've we've not been great at all uh, away from home. I think uh, we, we, you know, we've, we picked up a win against Stoke. Um, you know, the two games prior, um, the last one was at Norwich where we got beat three one. The Stoke game was the first win that we've had away from home all season. So we haven't travelled very well. But you know, to be honest. The season at all hasn't been fantastic. It's only been in recent weeks where we've actually started to pick up a little bit of form. Um, and, and yeah, it's a strange one, really, because it's almost the seasons, you know, we've played what 21, 22 games. It has almost been like two separate seasons, absolute chalk and cheese. I'm sure we'll get onto the managers and things uh, in a little bit, you know, a little bit later on. And yeah, you, you look at it, and you know, when Cisco was here, we. We could hardly pick up. I think we had two points when he when he got the the sack, and uh, and yeah, to see us where we are now it is it is totally different. But more to your point, away from home, we haven't seen many good results. And even the win against Stoke, it wasn't a fantastic performance either. It was a bit of a drab affair, and it took a ninety, I think it was ninety three, ninety fourth minute um, goal from Anton Masaba to actually pick up all three points. Which look. You're going to take them games. The games where you aren't playing very well and you're picking up points right now at the moment where we are in the relegation zone. I'll take points, however which way they come. To be honest, yeah, no, definitely. You know, and it's um, obviously we will get on to them, the the uh, the uh, manager as well uh, shortly. Any questions before we uh, move on, Mark? At the moment, um, I guess. I suppose if it's okay, I'll talk about the manager. Actually, I mean, mm. Danny Roll obviously is uh, coming to for, for Cisco Munez. What's what's he changed? Would you say what's he done differently to Cisco? Obviously, obviously, with the exception of winning games. I mean, has he changed personnel tactics? What what has he done differently to um, that Cisco didn't do at the start of the season? Yeah, tactics massively have changed. Um, Cisco came in and he pretty much surrendered all possession tried to catch on the counter-attack, but then we didn't do any counter-attacking. So it was very much, it was a very tough watch. It was awful. It was, it was so bad. I mean, the bar has not been set very high whatsoever. Um, I've never seen his play as bad as what we had done, you know, at the start of the season. Um, 
there was no green shoots. There was no signs of any sort of progress or anything like that. Preseason was dire. Um, the alarm bells were ringing. Everyone was saying, don't panic. You know, it's preseason. You don't get any points for preseason. I was one of those saying, I think we're going to struggle, um, especially for goals. We all, we all discovered any goals. It was it was really bad. You know, we had poor preparation from the, from the get-go with the, um, the whole signings and, and everything. We hardly made any signings until very, very late on. I mean, look, we didn't even have a manager uh, until, you know, the boy boys were about to come back uh, and report for training which is not ideal um and yet when danny rills come in all right it's his first managerial job he's never you know he's not had a he's not been a first team coach anywhere however he's been at the german national side that was his last uh, his last job as the assistant manager uh, it was also by munich uh, southampton He's also been at RB Leipzig. So when you look at the pedigree that he's got and the, and the places that he's been and, and the the managers that he's been able to learn off, you can really see that in in how he's how he's coming across and very analytical. Lo- loves the numbers, loves all the stats. XG is probably he's probably got a tattoo of XG somewhere on his body. I would have, <laughs> I would have thought he, he absolutely swears by it. Um, but you know that it's, it's obviously it seems to be working. And I think the more to your point that the the main difference is the belief. He's, he's instilled that belief into the players that they can do it. I mean, I think four of his last six games we've scored uh, in injury time right at the end, and three of those have actually changed the the result to, to go on to win. And we, we picked up a point against Leicester, which kind of started this little mini runoff, really. Um, and I think that's something that we were lacking. We went a goal down in, at, at any time, and that was it. We were beaten. Um, I mean, we, we came back from a goal down against QPR last time out to win 2-1. First time we've done that all season. And that game against Leicester that I mentioned, that was the only other time where we'd actually picked up any sort, sort, of, sort of points from uh, from a losing position this season. So uh, that, yeah, just a belief more than anything else. We're very front foot. Um, we like to press from, you know, if you, if you like to play the ball out from the back, we will close you down. We will put you under pressure. We will make you make mistakes and kick the ball out and try and nick it off you. It has happened a few times. You've not scored from it yet, uh, directly anyway, but <clears throat> certainly, you know, cause uh, cause a few problems. And yeah, it's just a lot better to watch as well. And it's like the players are enjoying themselves. I mean, you, you said any any um, any changes in personnel, one, one change is Bailey Kadamatra. He, he was in the youth team. He's only 18 years old. He scored three goals now in his last last five games. Uh, scored on his full debut as well. And uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, he's, he's up to use the plays that Cisco's got. So again, it's quite remarkable, really, that he's getting a tune out of him. And and the, the manager that actually signed these players couldn't do anything with him at all, which is which is a bit odd. But that's that's where we are at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. What what sort of what formations have you been uh, lining up with at the moment? Quite a few, really. Um, I mean, all of last season when we were in League One, it was very much a five uh, a five three two or a three five two, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, we've primarily been setting up with a back four, and that would have be a four three three or a four two three one, depending on uh, who we're coming up against. But he's not afraid to change it during the game either. There's been a couple of times where, you know, he's seen that other teams have been, you know, get, getting down the, um, getting out wide and, and overloading on on one of his fullbacks. And he's then changed to a, a back five and, and he's done that as early as half time as well. He did that against Blackburn. We went on to, on to win. Um, can't remember the other game. I think he did it at Norwich. We did actually lose that game. Um, but he's not afraid to change it to, and to go to a back five. And he's very, 
very proactive as well. If he sees something going wrong, he will change it. I must admit, I think both times he's done that, I don't think it's really worked. However, having said that, I don't, you don't know what it would have been like if he'd have kept it as it is. It could have been, it could have been much yeah. worse. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I applaud him for that. The managers that we've had in the past, Darren Moore for one, was would probably tend to stick stick with it for another 10, 15, 20 minutes. Obviously, we're in League One, so you probably got away with it. Whereas sometimes, you know, it's a bit, it's a little bit too long. You, you want, you can see it sat in the stands, and sometimes the manager doesn't. And um, and yeah, it's, by the time he changes, it is a little bit too late. But you know, Danny Real certainly likes to likes to mix it up a little bit. I don't really think he's got a preferred formation as per se. He likes a back four, um, but he, he's quite happy to to mix it up as he sees fit. Really, yeah. We obviously. Um... I'll speak to Mark in a second, but you know we, you know we feel a little bit of the same with Mark Robbins that sometimes he is a little bit too slow to make them changes. Mark, do you think? Do you think that's been a little bit of a a common occurrence for Mark Robbins in not making the changes quick enough? Just like James said about uh, about Danny Roll not doing it quick enough. Do you think that's that's a criticism of Mark Robbins as well? Um, yes, yes and no. I think some games he's been, I think if we're losing positions, he will change it there and then. I think like the, I think back to the Ipswich game where he did make some changes in the second half. Um, lose, if you go back to the playoff final, a bit further that, he made changes when we were losing 1-0 to Luton. We brought up Massey Goddard in the second half and then we looked a better side. So I think some games, yeah, I think some games Amanda doesn't always get it right. I think sometimes he's a, he, he makes his subs pretty late, and yeah, I can get the criticism, but I don't think it's I don't think it's completely he's completely like that. But he's at the end of the day, I'd rather have Mark Robbins as manager of my team than not. So I'm, I'm still happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, just moving on to the players, uh, I have I, I went on to and had a little, little look on uh, on the transfer market thing that that people go on. And obviously, I know it's it's clear that you've you've got no money. Uh, you know, your you, your chairman um, doesn't want to plow any more anything into it, uh, which obviously makes life a little bit harder. You have had a couple of loans uh, come in. One uh, for me, probably the one noticeable one was Jeff Hendrick uh, on loan from Newcastle. But you have kept Barry Bannon as well, which I was a little bit surprised about. I thought he may have gone on to like maybe a middle-of-the-road club or or maybe slightly higher up because I think he does show, you know, a little bit of class, um, a little bit more consistently than, than most in your squad, I must admit. Um, but you have got Anthony Musala, and, and again, you've mentioned um, Bailey Ty uh, Kadamatari, uh, that that's, that's doing really, 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 really well as well. Um, did you feel that... How can I say it? Did you expect a little bit more in the summer transfer window or are you happy with what you did? Uh, what I expected was Darren Moore to still be the manager, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, th th you know, th that didn't happen. He came yeah. back off his jollies and then he was, uh, he, th th they parted ways. Then it was a couple of weeks until we signed Cisco and then not a great deal happened. We're on, I think there was out in Spain and then we didn't sign anyone until they, until they, they landed back in England, which probably reasons for that um yeah in answer to your question yeah i did think we 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 should have done a lot better in in the transfer window um i think 
I don't think the squad that we had in League One was too bad. You know, we, we picked to pick 96 points up in, in the way that we did uh, in League One. I think you've got a fairly decent squad. You know, League One is fairly tough. There's some big sides in there. You know, he likes a Derby, Barnsley, um, Portsmouth, Bolton. You know, a lot of teams that are still down there. Um, that you know, it's not a it's not a pushover in in that league. And um, I, I thought that we had the a nucleus of the side that can can push on with a few additions. Uh, however, like I said, when you when you totally rip it all apart and and, uh, and and change the manager that's got you all those points, it's going to be very very difficult. I must admit, most most of the signings that we made, um, yeah, a bit obscure. You don't really know who they are. Paul Valentine, Juan Delgado, um, you know, they're just two to to name a few which haven't really featured. Uh, well. One's injured and Paul Valentine came back um, into the side at the weekend and didn't really do a great deal. Um, yeah, I, I think we should have done a lot better, but you're right in what you're saying. We haven't got a great deal of money at all. Apparently, we're losing £2 million a month um, as it stands, which is crazy when you when, when you look at it because you, you look and you think, what for? Um, you know, it is, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It is mad and... and um, and yeah, we've just got to kind of shop in the free and low market. I'm not too bothered about the, you know, the the, the signings that we're bringing in for, for on a free or on loans or things like that. I think I feel like you can you can create a, a decent side by doing that, especially one that you know can at least compete in the championship. Um, but certainly should be a lot better than where we are. I mean, you mentioned Jeff Hendrick. He's awful. He's really bad. Um, sending back in January for me. He's not. He's not good at all. He's not done anything. Uh, whilst he's been here, very uh, the only thing he did do is he scored against Leicester after coming off the bench. Um, he only had one touch in that game, and that touch was to put it in the back of the net, which I suppose you can't really grumble at. But he's not really done anything of note whatsoever. I mean, you mentioned Anthony Masaba; he's probably one of the the bright sparks. To be to be honest, he came from Monaco. Um, we've been crying out for pace. Uh, we didn't have any the last two seasons. We signed Alex Mighton on loan from uh, from Forest a couple of seasons back, and he had a bit of pace, but it didn't really fit into the system that we had. However, we are playing with wingers now, and we we can exploit that. Teams uh, are coming onto us a lot more this season, so there is a bit of a space in behind that he can get into, um, and he's one that will will do that. The goal he scored against Stoke was a prime example. You know, he sh- showed him a clean pair of heels, and off he went, and nobody was catching him. Um, he is a little bit speedboat, no driver. I've got to admit. Um, end product isn't quite there yet. But then again, if you've got that pace and you've got an end product, unfortunately, you're not really going to be playing your trade at the foot of the championship. You're going to be probably yeah. playing in the Premier League. So you have to kind of take the rough with a smooth a little bit with some of those uh, some of those players and just accept where we are as a football club, really. Yeah, and obviously, look, coming, looking forward to, obviously, we are closer to the January transfer market as well. Uh, your new manager is obviously in now and, and got his feet, you know, under the table, so to speak. Do you expect a few in, one in, a lot in, or or what do you what do you expect in uh, in January? Uh, truth be told, I've, I don't really know. Um, I, I feel like there's going to be quite a lot of change. We brought in a new head of recruitment now. Chan Siri, the chairman, has also came out and said that he's not putting in any more extra money into the club. However, after that, he sacked the manager, brought in Danny Rill, brought in a star-studded backroom staff. Chris Powell is one of the uh, is one of the, the assistant coaches. 
you know, a backroom staff with some fantastic pedigree and then brings in a head of recruitment. Now, if you're not going to put any extra money into the club, you could argue, why do you need a head of recruitment? Why are you paying for someone when you're not really going to sign anyone in the in the transfer windows? Which does lead, you know, I do feel like we are going to be doing some wheeling and dealing. And I don't just think it's going to be players coming in. I think there's going to be a lot of players going out. Uh, Lee Gregory is one that um, people may may know. Obviously, he was at Stoke, he was at Millwall as well. Um, fantastic player. He's, Danny Rail's come out and said that he's not needed and doesn't really fit into into his plans. So he's probably going to be one going the other way. And I mentioned Hendrick and I could add all the other loan signings that we've made could all go back because they've not done anything whatsoever. But it all comes down to whether the chairman's willing to actually put some money in. And I, I really hope that he does because, you know, we've we've struck lucky really with Danny Rail and um, the fans have taken to him like a duck to water. I've never seen the fans take to a manager so soon. Um, even when the results haven't been going well, you know, we, we didn't win for two or three weeks in his, you know, in his first couple of games. It took, you know, it took a few games until we played Rotherham to get that first win. Um, and everyone loves him and things that seem to be going in the right direction. And I think now is a, a time that we can actually really, you know, I think January is a bit, is make or break for the teams at the top and, and, and the teams at the bottom. Because what you find is the ones at the bottom need to do something to get out of it. Those that are hovering above can kind of think, mm, are we all right? Have we got enough? And you, in you know, in in the months after the January transfer window, you normally see quite a lot of shake up. And fingers crossed, we're one of those that can benefit from it and kind of propel ourselves up the league. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, I, I know from my point of view, anyway, if you'd asked me about this game at the start of the season, it was one that I was very much looking forward to, and I thought we, you know. Being honest, I thought we could turn you over, uh, you know, quite comfortably. But obviously, our seasons have our seasons turned slightly um, in terms of getting the results and the performances. Uh, but yours has as well. So it's one that I it could be a little bit of a banana skin for us. How do you feel about that, Mark? Yes, it could be a tricky game. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday um, have hit a bit of a purple patch and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of wish we'd play him at the start of the season a bit because I think we would have won comfortably. I think now, maybe not so much. Um, but I guess the only good thing is we're at home. So that gives us a bit of comfort. I think we can get a result. Um, but I think from our point of view, is looking, we're getting into an important part of the season now. So, um, you know, we've got Sunderland this week. We've got Wednesday and Swansea at home. So they're three games I think we can definitely get points from. And I definitely think it's a game we can get three points. But, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, um, fight for their lives. It's not going to be an easy game. You know, we've got to play well to win. You can't, no, no games are given. And then like every game in the championship, you've got to play well to win. So, and you know, Sheffield Wednesday is no different. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure um, Mark Roberts will get the team well prepared for the game. Um, and hopefully we'll, 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 um, we'll perform to how we can do and get those three points. Yeah, obviously it is a little bit harder because we have got one game um, each in between um, uh, us playing on Boxing Day. Um, how do you think, Mark, that we'll uh, that we'll set up? Do you think it's going to be very much the same team as we're probably going to put out against uh, Sunderland, or do you think he'll change it being a home game? So I think he'll like to change it. I would say for this game, I think it'll it'll be like a four-three-three. Um, probably much the same way, the similar sort of side to say maybe a Southampton or the Birmingham game. 
Um, I think Callum O'Hare will, will probably feature start. I'd be surprised if he doesn't start, provided he's fit, of course. Um, Hadji Wright, I'd imagine, will come into the team. Uh, with Ellis Sims up front, Sakamoto on the, on the on the wide. I think you know he might he may go Sheaf or Eccles slash Sheaf and, and Allen in that midfield, and then sort of the four at the back with um, Brad Collins in goal. So yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a bit more attacking this game. Um, but I think in terms of formation, I think it'll be a four three three slash four five one, whatever you want to however you want to see it. I think that's I think that's the way it will, will go. I think that's the way we'll go for, for the foreseeable. I don't, I don't see him changing it anytime soon. Yeah. Um, from your point of view, James, who do you think that the, uh, where do you think that the threats are coming on from, from Coventry? Yeah, I think you've already mentioned him there. O'Hare is, is one. I saw him against Birmingham um, when when you were live on Sky, and I thought you were I thought you were fantastic that day. Um, you know, I think you've missed him, haven't you? This this season yeah, with with have. within with injuries, and you know, I, mean, I suppose when you look at your your form and your and your recent results, you can almost tell where where he was injured and where he's where he's come back into the side. Really, um, yeah, he's probably he's probably one that I'll pick out as as being. You know, one of uh, one of your, your biggest threats, um, Ellis Sims as well. He's he's obviously young. Um, you know, I, th- I think he's he's one that we need to look out for. Him out of his hands full. Um, you know, in in defence, you know, we have we haven't kept many clean sheets at all this season. So uh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting how we uh, how we fare really. But you know, you've got um, you know. There's a lot of players that we need to kind of look out for, but I think one one thing that we've you know we've stopped doing is is actually giving teams too much respect. I think we did that under under Cisco, and what we've been doing is worrying about ourselves rather than worrying about what the opposition uh, have got, which I think uh, is key really to you know to actually being successful in the championship. Really, okay, excellent. Um, so just before we uh, we do start wrapping it up, any other questions, Mark, for, for James? Um, I mean, I guess looking at the Christmas from a Sheffield Wednesday point of view, we look at the next sort of fixtures. Uh, you say you've got Cardiff, ourselves. Um, so you've given me, I'm trying to work out you've got on the Preston, it's Preston, Preston, and then it's Hull, yeah, Hull on Preston New Year's away. Day. I mean, how many points? Do you, do you A, think you can get and B, and B will you get? I guess it's a question. Yeah, well, I think when you say how many points can we get, I, I think there's no reason why we can't win every single game. In reality speaking, we're not going to do that. I think we're playing a lot better than what we than what the league table suggests. Um, you know, I think the, the recent form, three wins out of four, shows that. You know, the fact that we held... Uh, Held Leicester to a draw as well. That they've blown many team away this season uh, already. All right, Norwich away wasn't wasn't fantastic, but you know we're starting to score goals now, which we weren't doing all season. And I think something that that um, in in a weird way, the fact that we are down in twenty third, I think psychologically when we come up against other, other teams, certainly from a fans' perspective, the fans will ju- you know the Coventry fans will just expect three points when we roll up. Because we're, you know, well, we will still be at that point, even you know, irrespective of what happens against Cardiff on Saturday, we will still be in the relegation zone. So, you know, the and I think that helps us because we're not playing like a team that is in the relegation zone. You know, if you didn't know, um, if you'd have watched the game against against QPR, especially in that second half, you wouldn't have known where we both were 
in the league. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't put us down as being one of the relegation uh, teams at the moment. So, um, yeah, I think realistically, I, I, th- I think six points from from the next uh, next four games would be a decent return. Obviously, highlighting the home games, you know, the uh, the game against Cardiff. I, I think that is one that we can definitely pick up uh, three points. Obviously, we came off a massive high uh, of from the game before against QPR, so hopefully, we can carry that that into into that. You know, it's that old saying: win at win at home. And if you can draw away or pick up points away from home, I'd probably say it would be a win and three draws rather than two wins and two defeats. Um, but yeah, we'll. We'll see. I'm not, you know, I don't think the season is going to be defined by our away fixtures this season. The main aim is just to survive. And if we can yeah. do the business at home um, and pick up a few points away, you know, let's not get too down. We lost 3-1 three, three, to, to Norwich and it wasn't the end of the world. The fans didn't go mad, which, which was amazing because we normally, you know, we normally go it's like the worst thing in the world when we've lost a game yeah. and, you know, yeah. building a statue when we've won a game. Um, but yeah. it wasn't like that uh, against Norwich, which I think fans are just understanding now that, you know, like I said, pick up your points at home and, and, and we'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. Can I, um, can I nudge you for a score prediction? Score prediction. Yeah, of course you can. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to go with my head and my heart because I can't come on here and say that we're not going to win. Surely. Um, so my heart is saying that we're going to go go to the CBS arena and for the first time ever, we're going to pick up three points and beat you 2-0. Um, but my my head is thinking it's probably going to be a 1-1 draw. Okay, Mark, can I press you? Yeah, I, I, think, it's been, I think it's a hard game than what people might think. Um, I think we can't take don't take any if you take any team lightly you can come unstuck i'm gonna say we're gonna nick a 2-1 but i think it'll be a tight game i don't think it'll be as a one-way traffic game but i think we'll win 2-1 okay um i'm not gonna sit on the fence uh at all uh i think if we do show up uh like we have done in the past couple of games and against birmingham if we score first i think i think i think it might be uh, a little bit of a high-scoring game, and I'm going to I'm going to go for a three. Th- I'll go for a three-nil. Um, but if you guys score first, um, or if we don't show up, I think it might be close out, and I think you might get that draw that uh, that away draw that you uh, that you want. Um, but I think if we show up, I, I think we've got the uh, we've got the players definitely starting to sing a little bit. Uh, and if they do show up, I think uh, I think we've got I think we've got the three points. But like I've said before, we have to show up. We've got to make sure that we show up because there is no easy game. But I just feel that this is a game at home with a full crowd because I think it is going to be a sellout pretty much. Um, and uh, on Boxing Day as well, you know, with everybody on song, uh, yeah, it, it could be a uh, it could be a special Boxing Day for uh, for Coventry City. So, anything you want to finish off with, Mark, before I go into the word association? Um, I wish everyone from Wolverine's Club a happy Christmas and happy New Year, and everyone else who's listening outside who don't usually subscribe to Wolverine's Club a happy New Year and uh, happy Christmas by the time this probably gets broadcast, so I'll get out of the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right, so 
As always with our guests, James, we ask them to do a, uh, a little bit of a word association. So you know what I'm, I'm um, some of the uh, things that I'm, uh, I'm about to say, probably. So the first one is Hillsborough. Um, magical. Excellent. Like it. Like it. Uh, Favourite away ground? Ooh, well, it's definitely not the CBS Arena. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, Favourite away ground? Oh, is Wembley an away ground? Because that were, that were quite good uh, last season. Can I have Wembley? Yeah, you can have Wembley. I'll give you Wembley. Uh, it worked very good for us. I enjoyed the no. day, just not the result. Yeah, well, we 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 followed up from from yours and 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 did what you couldn't do. So that's right. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Sheffield United, pigs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next big talent, uh, Bailey Cadamatra. Okay, um, and the last one, I can't pronounce his first name, but it's your chairman. It's your owner, Sanchez. Chansey. Yeah, Dejpon Chansiri. Can I swear on here? If you really want to. Oh, I'll not. I'll not swear. Um, <laughs> he. Oh, I just hate him. <laughs> okay, that's fine. that's fine. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, you coming on. Uh, it's been great having you on, James. Uh, no if problem. you can just let us know where we can find you again and what what you guys do. Yeah, of course. So you can find us at WTRD pod on all the socials. Uh, you can just search for the Wednesday Till I Die podcast on all uh, podcast platforms, or you can just search for us on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, every Monday morning, a new episode where you can listen to us uh, talking about the game from the weekend. Um, people liken it to four guys in a pub. Uh, the way that, that that's kind of the format that we that we go for go off on lots of tangents and we do actually have a few people listening that don't actually listen to uh well they're not fans of sheffield wednesday as well uh much as the the tangents that we go off on and the and the yeah and the the stuff that we talk about so uh yeah just do do have a listen open and honest say how it is um yeah and if we're crap we tell you tell you we're crap fantastic so. fantastic that's what i like to hear Straight down the line, no messing around. Good Good stuff. Um, So as you can see for us uh, at All Things Sky Blue, down on our ticket, you can find us on Twitter or X, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. We're sponsored by Right Steel Fabrications. Uh, His is in the corner over with Mark. Um, And we're partnered with the uh, Anecdote Sports Bar at the CBS Arena. Uh, we are on, obviously, YouTube as well. Um, and please go and like and subscribe to everything that we do. Much appreciated. Um, all I've got left to say is happy Christmas. Have a good new year. Just be safe um, and uh, and play up Sky Blues. When I end the recording, James, just don't shoot off, mate. We'll have a quick chat afterwards. No worries. All right. Mark, thank you very much. James, That's thank it. you very much. No Cheers, worries. Cheers. All good. All right. All right. Gotcha. It remains a very, very good.
FA Cup final. And Hatchet!